0: In this episode of Tell Me What You Know, we're looking at perhaps the most used and most misunderstood invention of all time, the internet. When computers talk to each other, we just don't get it. Like this 1994 clip from Today Show with Brian Gumbel, Katie Couric, and Elizabeth Vargas discussing the weird-looking A in the show's email address. Oh, that's That little right. mark with the A and then the ring around it? At? See, that's what I said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Katie said she thought it was about. Yeah. Oh. But I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it said. About, I'd about, always seen right? the mark, but never yeah. heard it said. And then yeah. it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC. i <laughs> <You laughs> well, heard around being fun? in the lunchroom. The see? End <laughs> end there is. it is. Violence <laughs> at NBC. Ge I mean, well,
1: <laughs> well, what Allison what? should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway?
0: Internet is uh, that massive computer Great. network. The one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? How does one, what, what do you write to it? Like mail? No, a
1: lot of people use it and communicate. I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison,
0: can you explain what internet is? Oh, this clip makes me so happy we have this shared repository of videos we can pull up at a moment's notice to remind people how dumb they sounded. Makes you think what we sound so stupid about right now. I'm looking at you, Bitcoin. Settle in for a lighthearted look at the wires that keep us all connected, and at the end of the show, Michael and I will draft our favorite Web 1.0 websites that showed us how to surf the World Wide Web with our AOL screen names and dial-up 56K connections. Yeah! Welcome to Tell Me What You Know.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Tell Me What You Know. This is episode 31 of season two. Uh, we're gonna talk about the internet today. Big topic. Uh, we're not gonna cover it all. That would be impossible.
0: I feel good that we're releasing an episode back on our scheduled scheduled day. I yeah, know got we've kind of been, week. yeah, kind of been all over the place. But uh, we really wanted to have Sam on our fast food. Uh, <laughs> not, not thinking that Sam's a fast food expert, but
1: uh. you know, I found out he's never even had chicken fries before. Are you serious? Yeah, his number one draft pick. He hadn't even had them before. I think he just thought what? they were funny.
0: What a poser.
1: Well, not like that, just kind of like the, the sanctity of the draft has been completely tainted now.
0: Oh, it, he didn't even take it seriously. Yeah.
1: We'll have to think Shame about on him. Them
0: on again, but. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, today's draft, we're going to draft... We're going to talk about the internet today, and our, our draft topic is going to be our top five websites that we visited. Pre- early internet websites. So, like, pre-Facebook, we said... High school and, and before, so like 2005 and before that, earlier, are going to be the, the websites that are uh, th- in play for the draft.
0: I think Facebook, you mentioned, was like a nice demarcation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's From when I really, that's yeah. I feel like that's when the internet changed for me. Yeah. I got Facebook, I believe, like, yeah, April of senior year high school. I think that's pretty much right when they opened it up to anybody not in college. Or no, yeah, I think you had to have, I just got my UGA address, and that's how I was able to do it, I think. Yeah, and then shortly after that, they opened up to everybody. But
0: yeah, we could talk a little bit about Facebook, um, but let's talk let's about uh, well, what we learned this week. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Can we go first? Um, yeah, you go first.
1: Okay, so I was listening to a uh, there's a podcast called The Dog Walk by it's it's a Barstool Sports podcast from the guys in Chicago. It's a quick like daily fifteen to twenty minute episode. Uh, like, so take your dog for a walk, listen to this podcast. Hmm. Kind of just put that together. Anyway. <laughs> they were talking about, uh, and I'm probably not going to get all this right, but they're talking about the stoned ape theory. Have you heard of this? No. So our like ancient, ancient ancestors, like bipedal, so they were like on on two feet already. but like Neanderthals for sure, right? Mm-hmm. The theory is that uh, they were living in like these jungles, and they had to go out and like you know there's like the Congo and like uh, the Amazon. Like a lot of Africa was a lot more like grasslands, not not desert at this point, right? Right. so they're venturing out from the jungles uh, into the savannas looking for new sources of food and what they end up finding uh, along with other food is like growing on feces basically are these mushrooms right mm-hmm. and so, so they're forging for food they say, oh, let's eat these mushrooms these mushrooms are basically psilocybin mushrooms and uh, the psilocybin these mushrooms flip the switch in the brain the theory is that it like Caused the development of the human brain as we know it today. Hmm. So because they were consuming these mushrooms millions of years ago, that triggered something which made a change in their brains.
0: Are they almost claiming that it triggered like consciousness in some way?
1: They said it was like, so the theory is that it's like a, uh, the, the way I heard it explained, it was like the mushrooms were like a software to program the neurologically modern hardware of the brain. So it was like a like a, an update, basically. It was a patch. <laughs> I think that's I mean, that's the way I took it. I'm not I'm not super positive, but like it huh. led to like uh, so okay, so these humans started you know cooking with fire, like okay, before that you had this reaction to fire where it's like, oh, fire burn, I'm not gonna go back to fire. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're like tripping on mushrooms, you're like you don't have that same wherewithal to be like, oh, this is terrible. let's let's go back and try it again type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. with, you know, cooking with fire caused our stomachs to shrink and all that kind of stuff. and anyway. Hmm. um pretty interesting that's just a taste of it uh but go back and you can either listen to that podcast or you can go and research the Stone ape theory uh
0: yeah I, I would almost think we could include that as a future topic at some point i think we should, probably um, should. yeah yeah Be good um i know i'm a big I, I listen to a lot of joe rogan and like the people he has on ah. and he always you know he he is a big advocate for this these controlled mushrooms and uses of tripping and psilocybin and all that different thing different mm-hmm. stuff um and he oh he's a big proponent of the theory that Christianity and some uh religions are kind of they seem like they might have started from mushroom trips like yeah. like some of the scripture sounds kind of like oh this guy's <laughs> seeing this burning bush like that sounds like a mushroom trip right um it's like one of those things like you never would be able to prove but Makes sense, and you'd have to think back then they, somebody must have eaten that that stuff and told yeah. told them about it. I don't know. It's not like it's uh, the the forest fetched thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um,
1: we well, should that's say cool. that, that we'll, maybe we'll revisit that on a future show. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, the one thing I learned this week, I've been wa- I watched a uh, a climbing, uh, video last night on YouTube. It was actually by. Um, the guy that was in Maru. Do you watch Maru? I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, you haven't watched Maru? I have no idea. I've never heard that word before. Oh, it's a mountain <laughs> in Peru. I think it's in Peru.
1: <laughs> Be convenient.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it's a mountain in Peru that these, uh, that Jimmy Chin, the director of, uh, Free Solo. Yeah. So he did this, this video Maru before releasing Free Solo. Mm-hmm. uh that's really good i really I highly suggest you watch it it's on uh it's on netflix it's really okay. good um anyways but one of the other guys that was on this expedition with him did this little video anyways the one thing i learned is actually about uh the life of a, a sherpa in nepal and you know you kind of might think like there's this uh glorification of them but a lot of the uh not to put it in any other way, but a lot of the weight falls on them, uh, to carry all the climbing needs that people need to get up Everest and the other mountains up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they carry, they carry three times the weight of other climbers when they're going up. Um, and they die, I mean, about 10 to 15 Sherpas die every year up on Everest. Mm -hmm. Um, and most of it's like due to like kind of having to, to risk their lives at the the needs of these people who really can't physically be up there. I guess their their like cells have mutated where they can they can go up to really high heights and use oxygen at a really efficient level. Um, so that's like how they're able to do this. Um, but I don't know. I, I got I kind of made me the, the way he put it was like, yeah, everybody wants to fulfill their dream, but at what cost? It's not just them getting up; it's actually the cost of these Sherpas having to basically risk their lives and their livelihood and the lives of their families to help get these other people up. Um, Kind of gives a different perspective on climbing Everest.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, On top of that, you remember the other, like maybe two shows ago, I had my one thing I learned was about how the highest or the place, the the piece of land that extends furthest into the atmosphere. Yeah. Is that Chimborazo mountain in Ecuador, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, basically uh, I, I saw a tweet the other day. Mount Everest is a false God. There's just a total fraud. There's (laughs) Huh. There's <laughs> Mauna Kea, the, in Hawaii is the tallest mountain, even because I mean, it's an island. So it's under, under the sea for the most
0: part, but Right, it's
1: like twice the size of Everest.
0: Yeah. 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 You'd have to go down, the, down the ocean. You're saying like to the sea floor. Right? Correct. Yeah. I mean like,
1: like two thirds of it is below sea level, but it's like, yeah. the, it's like 10,000 meters tall.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's all just built by all those islands are built by a like a fissure the yeah. bottom of the ocean of of like lava yeah Just over time they build those and and they you can see the plate tectonics move of like the big island and then the other smaller ones and like mm-hmm. that's just like the, the movement of the plates it's kind of crazy it is crazy yeah
1: those are some good things we learned this week
0: yeah well let's get into the internet talk about the internet
1: so um it was invented by like al gore in 1996 i think <laughs> Maybe 1980s.
0: Did, did you look up this legend? Because this is something I've always heard, but I, I don't know too much about why Al Gore always said that. He, did he make this claim some someplace and everyone's like, wait, what are you talking about?
1: Uh, I mean, so the, like the the joke or the, the story is that he like came out and just said, I invented the internet, right? I don't know if he actually ever said that. Maybe he did. I did look it up though. Um, he like in the 70s and 80s, he like – was pro a bunch of legislation that helped the AS, uh, ARPANET. So ARPA was the Advanced Research Projects Agency for the Department of Defense that basically started the Internet in the nineteen sixties by using like time sharing of computers in California. They like linked up computers in LA with some in Menlo uh, Park, another one in like at UCSB, I believe, and then another yeah. in Utah. And they kind of were able to. They had like seventeen or so nodes, I guess. Um, and I, so I think his, his Al Gore's role was mainly just like being a proponent of this legislation that would help, I guess, give like open, like pave the way for this. Gotcha. I don't think he was like, so it's very tangential. He wasn't exactly like in the lab running wires and shit, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how, uh, you know, integral of a part he was in this legislation. Maybe he was like the, he was spearheading the whole thing. I don't know, but he didn't like come up with the idea for an internet. Right. From what I can tell.
0: Yeah, what what I read in my uh research was that the first record of a computer like an internet uh, in terms of like the social interactions of two computers talking to each other were a series of memos written by JCR Licklider of MIT in mm-hmm. August of 1962. Okay. Uh and he described it as a galactic network. Um, He envisioned a globally interconnected set of computers through which everyone could quickly access data and programs from any site. Yeah. Um, And yeah, then he joined DARPA in October 1962. And over the next 10, 15 years, they sort of, you know, developed what we kind of know as like the beginnings of the Internet. Um, But then I, I don't think it's kind of this was sort of interesting to me. Um, as we kind of continue with the uh, the development of it, I think it really got started when uh, this guy Tim Berners Lee created the World Wide Web. Yes, I. Didn't, right?
1: I mean, maybe I. I probably knew this, but the World Wide Web and
0: the Internet are not the same thing. See, like, <laughs> and this is why I think there's a big misconception for people, right? Like, they think WWW, World Wide Web, and like all these different, you know, like what's a URL, like what's .com, like I, I mean, knowing that. Knowing how little people know about how the internet works, like I think it might as well just be magic to them.
1: Well, I think the barrier for the most part is that it's like these super complex names for things that aren't that complex. Complex, yeah. The cloud, servers, routers, all that kind of stuff. Like if you just say what, like I guess servers and routers, they are named for what they do. But if you're not like in the space, you don't, you're just like, I have no idea what that is. It's just, it's magic to me.
0: Right. It's like if you boil down what's going on, it's very similar to like, it's, just, it's easy to understand. It'd be yeah. like, yeah, like, like the whole router thing, right? Like how the internet works. Like I want to visit this website and the website has an address. Well, it's like you need to tell the computer what are you're what are you trying to access. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what's your address? Or give me an address and then the address gets like routed and it returns to you the information that you want from that. Yeah, you, from you're, that asking, server, you're asking. You're I mean.
1: asking your computer say, "I want to do this." That ask is then sent to a server. The server looks at it and says, "Like, okay, this is what it's asking. Here, I'll give you this back. This is your answer, essentially." Right. And then you get to where you want to go. Right. It's a it's a conversation between two two nodes, basically. Right. Or maybe it's multiple. like
0: multiple. It's like you've got data, you, and then somebody, or you've got a need, and somebody else has the data to fill that need. Yeah. And like to me, that it really got, um, like, became consumer, like. Uh, driven, I think, under like this World Wide Web um, framework. And it was created by this guy, Tim Berners-Lee. He was a British computer scientist. Um, and he kind of wrote the beginnings of HTML, which is hypertext markup language, which is kind of like the skeleton of what a website is and, and how the content is structured. Um, and then uh, he, he wrote and developed the... or. He directs the W3C, which is the uh, World Wide Web Consortium, which is supposed to be sort of like an organization that acts as a um, like a best practices for how things are supposed to go onto the Internet so that somebody can't be like working on something over here, like over in their own little silo. And then they can't put it on the Internet so that other people can consume it because the computers don't know like what to make of it. Mm -hmm. So it gives people like a natural common language um around how to you know conduct themselves or conduct the how how to organize the information that they want to put on the internet on the internet yeah Um, like a protocol to make everything line up and so there
1: was they could be able to speak to to each other and 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 bring back what you were asking for basically right and
0: and obviously there's like a lot of the confusion that happens on the internet now is that um there's there was a lot of uh like fight over control of that right and like this guy, Tim Berners-Lee, really like won that initial argument, I think. Um, and then other people kind of came on later, like Steve Jobs and Apple and different executives that kind of got, got con- they kind of got annoyed at the development timelines of the World Wide Web Consortium, and they wanted to start their own thing. Um, and that's kind of why we have like differing views around, you know, how does the internet get rendered, essentially? How does a website get rendered? Um, what features can people put on a website that the, the browser, whether that be like Safari or Chrome or Internet Explorer, you edge. know, those things, those things really edge. Those things just interpret these files that are, you know, HTML, CSS, which is cascading style sheet, uh, which is just like another thing of how to like make make the HTML look different ways. Um, like I want this box. to I want this text to be read. I want this box to be this size, like all these different rules, um, that you can develop for, um, obviously it gets really complex really quickly, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's the internet's not as complex or difficult to understand as people might make it to be.
1: I think it can be super complex, but just a basic understanding of it is muddied by. People, I think people just get like like frustrated, and they're just like, "Oh, I'll never. I don't understand what this shit is." So I'm just gonna. Yeah, I mean, we're we're speaking of a certain demographic here, I think. But
0: yeah, well, I mean, I think it also goes to like I I think the stock market is really complex, but oh, when you really boil down trades, like oh, that's a pretty easy to understand deal that somebody made. They bought this, and like they need this outcome. I mean, it's (laughs) difficult to understand because, like to your point, they they've created these. Like marketing words that yeah. they they use their own language, and it's like if you don't speak the language, it's difficult to understand.
1: Yep. Michael, uh, is it true that the internet's just a bunch of wires for the most part? Just a bunch of wires. Yeah. I actually looked this question up in jest because I didn't think it was, but it actually is.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's
1: just a ton. Of, I mean, I I knew there were definitely like some cables, like it, basically there's not just some cables, 500,000 miles of cables around the globe. A lot of them run under the ocean. I mean, that's, that's enough like cable line to go around the earth 22 times. i looked look that up. It's yeah. My like, own conversion.
0: Well, and so you're not even talking, you're not talking about the cabling that are in like going to even people's homes. Cause it would be way longer than that, right? Yes,
1: correct. I'm talking about just the ones that are connected to like server giant data centers and stuff like that. Uh huh. Uh, and so like, when when you think about it, you're like, oh, my, my computer is not, like, I'm on Wi-Fi. I'm not connected to cable. Like even know my phone. Like, so I guess the the phone would be a better example, like satellite and stuff like that or cell towers or whatever. Um, but, like, like so so 97%, I looked, like, I found out 97% of, like, the all the internet is basically through these cables, right? And then there's some satellite and stuff like that as well. Is mm-hmm. I make any, am I making any sense there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm getting across. Yeah, it's
0: just a bunch of wires. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just a bunch of wires, man. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. The, I saw the, the longest and they're, they're like the size of a garden hose essentially as well. Hmm. They, but they've been putting, they've been like running these cables for like hundreds of years, essentially. I mean like the, they've been doing not hundreds of years for internet, but like doing these like giant projects to get all this like yeah. global inter, interconnectivity going on for
0: so long now. Well, and so. Sort of- it, aren't there like huge cable, like a huge cable that gets dropped at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean that goes all the way to China and around the world? I mean, I know there's like a transatlantic one. There's one that runs from Germany to to Korea, wow,
1: and down to Australia. It's like twenty four thousand miles along itself. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It's, it hits like thirty three land points along the way, like all throughout the Middle East and then India and then through like the Southeast Asia up to North, up to the up to Korea down to Australia.
0: I mean, just think about how difficult it is to untangle like a uh, controller cable, your headphones, your headphone cable. Yeah. Well, I don't imagine. Ta- I don't <laughs> imagine these things get tangled,
1: but like just to imagine like the ships they have to have with like, to do this, it's got to take like months at a time to go like, and then you got to repair them. Do all this other crap as well.
0: I, I think if it's like below the ocean, you got to build these things so that they almost never need to be repaired.
1: I don't know how that's po- these fiber optic cables with like a waterproof petroleum jelly on them. Like at some point, I mean, the, I don't know what the shelf life is on these things, but you gotta be able to have to repair them at some point. I don't know how you do it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's a yeah. no way, but
0: yeah, that's an incredible amount of wires though. <laughs> it's just a bunch of wires, man. Yeah. Uh, All, communicating at the speed of light. It's, pretty, it's, it's really nuts. It also that we can send each other cat pics and porn and yeah. music and fake yeah. news.
1: Are you talking about peer-to-peer sharing <laughs> or just like in general on social sites?
0: Just in general. Like um, I saw that in a, in a recent um, meeting by that Tim Berners Lee guy, they were like, yeah. you know, you know, he's, you know, the quote unquote Godfather, the founder of the internet or whatever. And so when he's like, I have a lot of remorse about what's happened to my invention. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, basically like you give you give these people you give 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 people the ability to share information in real time and like what do you want to say uh nothing like i want to like i don't mean to 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 i don't really have much to say on the internet either i'm just saying um
1: well it gives everybody a voice and everybody thinks their voice is important right well and also but that's not even shit did you hear that thing go through sorry no okay never mind sorry, <laughs> sorry you just get an email i got a text message from my mother
0: oh uh, yeah um yeah i didn't know exactly where i was going with that but just in the in the sense that a lot of like what gets shared is just not important yeah, i mean you trying, think you're gonna, huh taking a moral turn here yeah slightly we don't need to go down that path as much how much
1: but. money did, did tim Berners Lee make any money off the internet you
0: know so that was something I wanted to look up, and he should be a bill. He should be the rich, richest man in the world. I know he's he's a sir. Okay, well. So he was knighted by the queen. He must be like um, the internet is telling me <laughs> uh, his net worth Hold is on. ten million dollars. Okay,
1: he controls that though. Why would he put ten if he controls this? He should put more than he that. Should,
0: he should put more of these dollars yeah. in his pocket. Yeah, um, yeah, ten million dollars is what celebritynetworth.com dot says. That
1: thing has never been wrong. Never, no. Great website. Not around in 2005.
0: I guess the Atlantic wrote an article called "Why the Man Who Invented the Web Isn't Rich."
1: Compared to who? Sounds uh, like was pretty rich.
0: <laughs> I I think as compared to uh, some of these other tech tech billionaires. Al Gore, yeah. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, Tim Apple.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, huh? Um. So I just did like some quick research on like, I, first of all, there's tons of data on the internet, right? And there's also tons of users that are putting this data on the internet as well. There's like 59% of the global population are active users right now, 4.66 billion people. Do you know the country that has the the, the lowest number of like internet penetration,
0: like use, usage Um, if you think about it, you can probably guess it. country with the least, uh, Afghanistan. Mm, not a bad guy. north korea north, okay that makes like more sense. nobody's online in north korea which yeah. is crazy
1: because tons of people are online in asia yeah but yeah north korea the highest is like uh singapore i think it's it's either that or it's like it's i think the region is like northern europe with the highest penetration mm-hmm. like 96 percent of people are online there mm-hmm. Um, maybe south korea as well is pretty high china has a ton of users but they also have a ton of people that aren't on the internet there as well.
0: What was the number you said about how many, how many users there are in total over, over four and a half billion. So it's like four almost 60% billion. of the, of the population. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. There's still 40% of the population that can be just added to the internet.
1: Well, and so in like 2000, it was like 300 million and we crossed a billion by 2005, I think. Wow. I think, I don't know if these are daily users, but they're active users. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's probably yeah. just like has access to the internet when they want it. Basically. Yeah.
0: Right. Well it goes to I think one of the the products that I think I'm I'm like pretty interested in or be like really bullish on is that Starlink. It's again it's a SpaceX funded internet. Um and they've put hundreds of these small satellites into orbit and um are getting like a hundred megabits per second download in like rural Wyoming. I mean nobody's around for fifty miles and you're getting hundred megabit per second download speeds. Um like if you want to put all of Africa, all of you know these places that probably would be harder to get on the internet um, on the internet quickly, like that's how you do it. You just, yeah, you don't run the wires; you just stream it from a satellite. Hmm. Um. But but yeah, there's. I mean, like that's one big issue with, with uh, uh, like the, like what we kind of deal with in the United States around like giving people high high speed broadband. Like if you're in. Uh, a city that's easier to get. Whereas if you're in like rural Texas, a little right. bit harder to get. Right. Um, so like Starlink would be a really good option if you. Just like attach this to my house and I'll have really fast internet. Um, it's satellite you said, yeah, they have, they, I think they've put up like 500 satellites or maybe the plan is to put up like 500 or a thousand satellites. Um, Lots and space trash. That's what people are worried about too. Uh, space trash. um, that I, I 10% of them fail. So they're just like, so you're just going to have 50 pieces of trash up there. And Elon Musk mm-hmm. is like, yeah, there's not that much
1: space is pretty big. Don't worry about it. Well, who's going to sue me? The galactic EPA. It's yeah. Like, come on.
0: The, oh, speak, uh, on a yeah. tangent real quick. Let's talk about that.
1: We're talking about Israel. Yes. What was our former like military guy or something? What was he? That Basically I, that he
0: head came out head and of their said space that, program or something.
1: Head of their Yeah. He came out and said that, uh, that the United States and Israel both have had contact with aliens, but we were—they were waiting to let the public know until. Or they made an agreement with the aliens that humanity wasn't ready for us to know about them yet.
0: Well, he—they, but he also made the claim that there are aliens and humans on Mars, on an under—in an underground base, mm-hmm. talking about whatever. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. I mean, I. I I, I
1: found some of those mushrooms or something.
0: I want to believe. And like, this would be one of those times where you'd be like, hey, I, this 97 year old guy, what does he have to lose? Yeah. You know, and still I hear it and I'm like, why would they come here and then be like, all right, we got this base on Mars. Let's take you to Mars.
1: Well, and why would he keep what? it a secret if it seems like if he kept it a secret this long, he agreed that humanity wasn't ready for it. So right. why would he just like let it out now? Does he think we're ready for it? Right. Or is he just like, oh, here's a secret. I'm going to yeah. say something. I,
0: I think it was I, I the way I took what he said was not that humans thought that 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 we weren't ready for it. The aliens thought, right? right? The aliens yeah, yeah. were like, "You guys are not ready to know about this yeah, Galactic Federation." Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cuz he also made mention that like there's a group of them. Like there's a group of civilizations that are a part of this. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to bring humans in quite yet.
1: Even though they have.
0: Even though they've brought it have brought, But not in mass. In they don't want us to know about it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, listen. Uh, if these guys are up there, I'm sure they have access to this podcast. So I'm going to go on the record and say that I'm very <laughs> pro-alien life. And uh, I'm all in on you
0: guys. Hey, come out of the shadows. We can take it. Yeah. Like like the, the Navy. This would be a good
1: year for it. You got like 20 days left.
0: Yeah. This would be a great year. <laughs> uh, even recently, like another Navy pilot, I think – I don't know who exactly released this photo, but they're a Navy pilot an F-18 flew past one of these uh UA- UAVs or unidentified aerial objects or aerial vehicles, whatever they're calling them now. Yeah. And I've seen the picture. I mean, it's like, it's weird looking picture, man. Like the thing, it, something is obviously there, mm-hmm. which is like why this is also so like intriguing to me. And I know we like went down a full alien path here, but like, yeah, um, it's just like, there is something there that we can't explain but then you hear like the explanation yeah we've got america like, there are people on mars talking to the aliens and you're just kind of like what are you talking about why would they do that why don't you just stay here and talk to us also like it also made it seem like they didn't have are any other mars? answers no i no, i don't think they're from <laughs> they're just found, they just found there's one to mars they just oh yeah mars is nearby this is what i mean like it just seems like I don't know. seems fantastical and just like stories made up. The guy also said that Trump knows about this. There's no way Trump knows about this because if he did, he has the biggest mouth <laughs> of all time. There's no way he'd be able to keep a secret, you know? Yeah. Like if, if he wanted to create like, like the world's coming and crashing in on him and he wants to divert attention, he's just going to say that there's aliens. <laughs> I, right. I firmly believe he would distract everybody by just saying that. And everyone would be like, no, Trump's a moron. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. What Let's were we talking round about? We well, were talking <laughs> about the
1: internet. Let's go ahead and uh, round out the show. Let's do our draft of early internet slash pre Facebook websites, uh, our favorites from, you know, age 18 and, and before that. All right. Me um, go or you go?
0: I'll go. Okay, you go. I'm going to take um, Soundcheck Media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to take uh, addictinggames.com. Fun little okay. fun little game. You can go waste 15 minutes or eight hours. It's up to you. Yeah. I'm not going to fact
1: check you on, your, on when that website started. I'll just take your word for it. Oh. I played Addicting Games in college.
0: Oh, it That's was what def- i learned about it it was okay. definitely around you were busy playing baseball in high right. school yeah yeah like making out with chicks and stuff
1: <laughs> uh, so i will take uh, also a, a website that i played a lot of games on candystandarcade.com mm. they had the the putt mini putt 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 game they had like a fun bowling game and it was like lifesavers and stuff like that lifesaver theme they had like three or four putt putt courses and uh we got really good. you like get good enough to where you shoot like an 18 on it it was, oh, it was wow. a fun yeah it was a fun little website tons of games
0: there as well so like if you didn't make it in the first go around you just re- redo it restart yeah
1: yeah I'd control control R that one yeah refresh my
0: yep um page. do you remember battle tanks probably just on like the one of the best yeah. games
1: or pocket tanks is it the same pocket blanket? tank yeah yeah I think it's yeah I think it was that's like right. a, a worms type game where you like shot back and forth
0: yeah yeah such yeah. a fun game I think that was on addictinggames.com um. Yes. All right. All right. The I'm second a... one. Oh yeah. No. Shit. Yeah. Back yeah.
1: up. <laughs> I'm going with eBombsWorld.com. Mm. Great funny videos. It was like the first uh, like viral video. Uh, dump. I guess. Yeah. Anybody or they they would upload I guess video. They probably just took them from wherever they found them and they would just upload funny videos
0: on eBombsWorld.com. Good good site. I think it's still ha- there I think it is too. You know, a lot of those sites were just like owned by um. Like, singular people and then like they didn't really yeah they've just been generating a shit ton of money for them yeah it's still there
1: grape stomp ladies on the on the homepage still
0: (laughs) (laughs) how much has changed i'm gonna go back to myspace myspace i take myspace um the first social network i guess it's where i found a lot of uh my emo rock bands had myspace pages where they would release their music i
1: never had a myspace page
0: either did i i just would go and, and look at other people's I didn't have anything to say. Like, I wasn't going to put. You didn't have your top eight with like Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom. That, Tom like, in there they'll just wave at you. That's that guy in his white shirt. Yeah. So crazy, man, how like how the stupidest little cultural thing can, can be remembered by absolutely everybody. Yeah. Oh, this guy looking over his shoulder.
1: That's yeah, from his computers. Like this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Napster. Napster.
1: Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, uh, I, I didn't take him anyway, I, and I was thinking the same thing. Like LimeWire, those things counted.
0: Yep, Kazaa. Because uh, they were, yeah, Kazaa. Uh, uh, that's a great one. Let's, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about uh, the peer-to-peer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Napster really could have been a whole subject line in, in and of itself. Sean Parker, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the founder. Um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Um, just ruined an entire industry by just giving it away, giving stuff away.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely probably caused a lot of damage to several home computers with those programs. Yeah. From, from like, I think LimeWire bricked our, our gateway like twice. So, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I always love, like, you always had to hunt for stuff. You know, I kind of enjoyed like everything can be gotten so easily now. You know, just you go, you literally just go search anything and you can download pretty much anything in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But you used to really have to hunt back then you, you, when you had like a 56K dial-up internet yeah, and you were trying to download from the fastest T3 line you could find. You'd be That's like, right. why is Lowrider uh, on this T3 computer that I'm downloading from? That was always... no. Lowrider was always the first song I would download because I think I really liked um, it's Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> nice. I think I had like...
1: Every time I would get... You know, download Napster or Kazaa or LimeWire. was uh like three eleven Amber was probably mm. the first one I would download. Great or something. song,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was great. I, mean, I think I had
1: that on like every single burnt mix CD that I ever yeah. made. Like
0: that song was on
1: there Yeah, I was a big big Amber fan.
0: It was just it's just a a nostalgic time for yeah making mixtapes and taking the time to download and find the songs you wanted to put on them. That's right. Yeah. Alright, I got two. Yep. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go with
1: Maddox.xmission.net. I don't know what that is. This was a guy how do I explain him? It was his own personal blog and he would write like funny, sarcastic articles. I don't know if they're if they hold up, but it would be like articles like I'm better than your kids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He would like judge, you know, a seven year old's artwork and say why it sucked. Right. And like it was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I'd like give him a letter grade. They would all they would always fail. Uh, he would talk about like his favorite Transformers stuff like that. I don't know. It was just like a sarcastic personal blog by this guy named Maddox. I think he's still. I actually went to his site today. Uh, he's posted like three times this year. Huh. But like, I think he posted like twice last year, like once in 2018, and like not. And then like back in like 2005, he was posting a ton. Maddox.xmission.net. I wasted a lot of time in high school on that one just getting – you know it was was funny as hell, though, 16-year-old,
0: 15-year-old. Right, right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My fourth pick, I'm going with SparkNotes. Ooh. SparkNotes.com. I don't think I read a single book in high school. (laughs) (laughs) But I got great grades on my papers. SparkNotes was a lifesaver. I definitely use SparkNotes. Yeah. Uh, Now now kids have like – I don't know what it is now, but you can go on – and find answers to every single possible test unless your teachers are making their tests themselves Yeah, you will find answers to everything on like I don't even know what it's class exchange or something like that I, mm. I can't remember what it's called but there's like tons of different like
0: yeah it must be kind of hard so hard to, to deal with like the, the cheating issues of the internet now like yeah
1: yeah course hero slideshare scribd
0: All that kind of stuff. yeah.
1: Course heroes is a big one. But yeah, Sparknotes. Sparknotes was awesome. Sparknotes really came in handy in like late July, early August when you had your summer reading to do and you hadn't read a single page of it yet. Yep. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to go on Sparknotes. You know what? I'm
0: not going to read The Crucible. Just not going to do it. Oh, God. What did I have to read?
1: Woman Warrior, I believe, was one of the books I had to read. Mm -mm, Sparknotes.
0: You have teachers that would assign you books that no way there were Sparknotes for?
1: uh the hardest one was we had Did you have like a like ju- maybe junior year like a, this like norton anthology that was like a thick thick book with like 700 like excerpts and short stories and stuff like that i didn't have that but I don't know, it sounds kind of familiar actually that one was a little harder because you had it wasn't sometimes they were just harder to find it wasn't there weren't full books so
0: yeah huh yeah spark notes spark notes um. So I get two now. Yeah. I'm gonna go the AOL. It's just AOL.com. AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. getting online. <laughs> the dial-up, the sound. dial-up sound. Chum in the water. Everybody had AOL. What was your screen name? <laughs>
1: uh, baseball player '83.
0: <laughs> 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 yep. I was yeah. I was Bueller 17, and I Bueller spelled 17. Bueller wrong. and no, that's too late. Because I was an idiot fourth grader, yeah. fifth grader.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think anybody
0: had a good screen name that they look back on like, ah, oh, that was just my initials. <laughs> well, you didn't realize back then that, like, choosing screen names would become, like, so important to your identity. Yeah. You might give it a little bit more thought. Be like, oh, I need to do so. I need to, you know. Make a name. Well, I have sign up. Like, okay, I'll be Bueller Seventeen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, like you know, like your AOL profile? Mm-hmm. Did you ever put like, uh, you know, be like name, uh, hobbies, whatever, computer, like what kind of computer you had, and like would be like, uh, must be a girl because I keep turning it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty oh, cringeworthy.
1: God. Yeah, that combined with Baseball Play 83, I had no chance. I had no chance. Yep. Um, anyway, let's move on. You have one more? Uh, is that Was that your last one? You have one more.
0: I think I have one more. Um, Wait, what did you say?
1: I said Spartanus and you said AOL, right? You didn't say one before that? No. Okay.
0: And I'll go with um, a service I just recently used that did start a long time ago. Is was Craigslist. What mm. With Craigslist? Yeah. The classifieds of the internet. This is one you were using early on? No, I just – I recently used Craigslist to oh. hire uh, a, I see. A, a man and his wife to mm-hmm. bring <laughs> a to couch. To it's just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> to bring a couch from <laughs> Washington, D.C. to Charlottesville. Yeah, to pay a man and his wife to do something for him. Yeah, it. just, so, you know – So, I need it now. Hey, don't worry. Don't ask questions. Yeah. That's Are they not...
1: bringing the couch again this weekend?
0: <laughs> Every weekend. <laughs> nice yeah I tip well yeah, I tip really yeah Craigslist well. is good
1: um, my last one is going to be lyrics.com I used uh-huh. to go to lyrics.com and look up the lyrics to all the songs in fact I would print them out <laughs> uh, and I got in trouble one time because I printed out the lyrics to uh, Ludacris' What's Your Fantasy uh huh and my dad found them uh oh and this, you know he's talking about I want to lick you from your head to your toes what? Michael yeah mm-hmm. yeah he wasn't happy about it yep but uh, yeah, lyrics.com. Spent a lot of time there. Maybe the reason why I know so many lyrics these days.
0: Honestly, I think that is that is why. Yeah. I also think you just love knowing lyrics when everybody else says them wrong. I, I like being right. That's, that's true. Yeah. I like rapping the
1: fast part. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, those
0: are my websites. Good, good websites. Yep.
1: Good. Not a single porn website
0: on there. No. Um, we could ha- we could talk more, and I think we have in other show's about how porn has been a driver of innovation on the on the internet. And, and mm-hmm. Michael, it has, it has, it has, it has indeed. Um,
1: uh, you got anything else to wrap it up? No, we... let's end it there then. Yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, you will download this sh- show from the internet, which is fitting.
0: Yeah, it's let's just a bunch of wires.
1: Just a bunch of wires. That's really all it is. It's not that complicated. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend. See you next week. See ya.